your girl Rebecca and Lily, and you're listening to Just Ghoulie Things. things. Hey, Boo Things, and welcome back to Just Ghoulie Things. And we are your beautiful hosts, Rebecca and Lily. Hey. And this is Quarantine Spooky Story Special, episode 45. Wow. Five more till 50. I know. Nuts. Literally nuts. So, today is supposed to be a beautiful day here in New Jersey, high of 70 degrees. So, uh, any plans to go outside, Lily, or what are you doing today? I'm going to go for a walk, and then I'm going to take my dog for a walk. Um, Might go for a drive. I want to be outside as much as legally possible. What about you? Same. Going to go up by my parents because they live on the lake, so... Gonna have Loki swim around the lake a little bit, get tired out so he doesn't bother us the rest of the day, eat some good <laughs> food, and just chill. Just nice. chill. Oh, today's um, my mom's cats, like Leo, Artemis, Boo, and Gracie's first birthday. Oh, well, tell them happy birthday when you see them. I will. It's so funny. So this is how crazy my family is. It's just animal people in general. My mom sends me this picture, let's see, this morning. Where the hell did it go? Oh, I think, okay. (laughs) She goes, happy first birthday, Leo, Boo, Gracie, and Artemis, and puts the pictures of when she found them in the rocks, and then photoshopped birthday hats on them. That is so cute. I will post this on the Instagram. Uh, Follow us at... Just Ghoulie Things Podcast. And it's so funny, because... I remember, like, when we were first starting the podcast and we found the cats, and, like, I put on the Facebook, on the uh, Instagram page, what do you think we should name the cats? Mm-hmm. And one of the suggestions, I believe, was Boo, and that's why we named Boo, Boo. Yeah. So, so cute. And they were such little kittens and two little balls. Okay, sorry. I love animals <laughs> so much. We love animals so much, so. Uh, we do. I do. I, we all do. Who doesn't? Uh, psychopaths. True. All right. Ready to start, Lil? Sure. Let me go to my stories for today. All right. All right. This one is called, The Girl in the Photo Wasn't Me. Okay. Before I get into the story, I just want to make clear that I do not have the photo anymore. It was on an old phone that ended up smashed up and unusable. I'm aware this makes my story seem less believable, but the story is 100% true. So, when I was about 11 or 12, I had a BlackBerry phone. It didn't have a front camera, so so I was in my room taking selfies with the back camera, as you do. For this reason, I couldn't see exactly what I was photographing. I I took the photo, turned my phone around, and saw some random girl. The top half of the photo was blacked out, but below the random black block across the screen, I could see a nose and the bottom of a girl. She was in my room. She had long, curly brunette hair. Mine was short and blonde. She was smiling with a perfect set of teeth, and I had braces all this time. It's like I wasn't in the room at all. There is just no way that the girl in the photo was me. About three years prior to this experience, I woke up one morning and saw a girl sat on the chair in my room, staring at herself in the mirror. She had brunette hair, but it was short. Is there any way that it could have been the same girl? Anyways... I'm interested to know if this has happened to anyone else. Luckily, I don't live in that house anymore. I had loads of weird experiences there that kept me up at night. The end. Huh. That's an interesting story. Yeah. What do you think it was? 
I think it was a spooky kooky ooky ghost. I think, and what what I this the reason that I picked this is because it reminds me of that picture that we posted on our Instagram a few days back. Yeah. Uh, from the FaceTime call mm-hmm. with the face in the picture. So, it's so. If you haven't checked that out yet, check it out at Just Ghouly Things Podcast. Yeah, it's it's so funny to me because there were a couple of people that like damn me, and they were like like some of my friends and they're they're saying what's wrong with this picture and they don't realize that that picked that that person in the corner of the picture that's not on the other side of the FaceTime call isn't supposed to be there. <laughs> like Yeah, exactly. I got that too. I got that too. So, uh, yeah, really creepy. Anything anytime you get photo evidence, it's just spine tingling like oh god that was that was around me and I didn't even realize it you know mm-hmm. um okay so my next story you know what let's come in hot this is titled unsolved murder case Ooh. my mother was murdered when I was a baby it happened in our house and nobody knows what actually happened throughout my life there's been times where I feel like she's around in the last few weeks I've felt it non-stop I don't have any form of audio or video to prove it, but I feel her and I've seen her for in, in dreams for years. So since this seems to have gotten some people's interest, I thought I'd elaborate a little bit on other things I've seen and how I've felt my mom around. So for a little backstory, she was killed in 1998. I was two of the youngest of three children. I was the only one home when she died. My dad, brother, and sister were on a mini trip for the week. I think why I feel her and my siblings haven't is because when she died, she knew I was home still, and I think she wanted to protect me and just hasn't ever left. Just my theory, though. Makes sense, though. So, the house I mentioned where my mom was killed, I used to see shadow figures pretty commonly. I never saw her, but I felt her presence from time to time. Since I was a kid, I would see shadow figures, and at one point, I drew them, but the drawings are on an iPad that is broken now. The two main ones I would see were a shadow figure wearing a hat, which I've read is a pretty common thing to see. I never saw eyes or faces with him, though. Just a black mass. This always is seen in my downstairs bedroom. Sound familiar? The other shadow figure I would see a lot was a long, lanky one. I don't think I've read about them, but they were long and seemed to be slouched down. They usually looked to have their heads held down like they were sad, maybe. Sometimes I would see two or three of these at once. I never saw these in my bedroom, almost always on the main floor of the house, and even if I looked at them, they seemed they need they needed seemed to look at me. Kind of rarely, but sometimes around the house, I would see the hooded shadow figure who again i think is a common one the hat and hooded shadows were always scary but not the but not the linky sad ones i wouldn't go near them if i saw them but i never felt scared or hid when i saw when i saw them two more ghostly encounters and then i'm done okay so the only time i've ever seen a ghost i think ghosts are different than shadow people was in my bedroom upstairs i remember i woke up and saw a bright ghost i could see his face in uniform and he told me to either get out or leave which is when or why I moved my bedroom from upstairs to downstairs. The ghost looked like he was a Civil War or colonial man. I'm not a history person, but he was definitely old-timey. I'm from upstate New York, if that helps anything. The last story is one of my brother's friends when he used to come over all the time, and they would always hang out in the basement. The basement was unfinished when we moved in, but we finished it, and the bathroom in the basement was always scary to me. Of course, bathroom. Mm -hmm. Of course it's the bathroom. 
I always felt like I was being watched in there, even though I never saw anything in there. So anyways, my brother's friend one day went in there, ran out, and had my dad call his parents to pick him up. We don't know why for years until one day he told us that he saw a full-bodied apparition of an old man with a big beard in there. After that happened, he never came back to our house. After we moved, I've never seen a shadow or ghost. It's been about seven years now. I still feel my mom's presence like I used to sometimes at the old house. And that is my story. Oh. Yeah, it is. I mean, besides, with the exception of, like, the hat man and everything, it's kind of sweet that this person is still feeling their mother's spirit. Yeah, and maybe, maybe the mom is, like, protecting her daughter, in a sense, from mm-hmm. these beings, like, actually attacking her or trying to, like, take control of her. I don't yeah, think that would make sense because, I mean, there's no real actual experiences, just sightings. Yeah, and it's one thing to see Well, not it, that those but... aren't real experiences. Those absolutely are real experiences, but there's no, like, um, action happening. Yeah, I know what you mean, definitely. Like, it's not like it's... I mean, obviously, it's traumatizing to see a figure or anything like that that isn't supposed to be there, but it's another to yeah. have it, like, possess your body or, you know, have have it control your mind or anything like that. So, uh, yeah. Unsolved murder case. Yep. Coming in hot for the first for the first story today. <laughs> Good for you. Okay. My next one is called Small Humanoid Sightings While Living Near a Graveyard. Ooh, okay. In December 2011, my husband and I moved my husband moved to my husband's childhood home in rural southeast Oklahoma. His father died in 2007 and the deed was transferred in my husband's name. Anyways, the house is located near the community church, 175 yards away, and its small graveyard. This is a Native American community. It was a small. It was small and very rural. It's surrounded by hills and thick woods with intermittent cow pastures. That community consisted of a huge family network and extended family, about five or six generations of them. There are 16 homes with an acre each lot. It's country, LOL. Before we moved into my husband's home, he told me about some weird paranormal activity he and his family experienced at the same home when he was younger. I've had one or two experiences prior to moving to Oklahoma, but nothing on this level. Once we moved in, little things would happen every now and then. My story is about a specific experience I had while I was sitting in our living room one evening. I was watching TV with my husband and our 10-month-old daughter in a walker. I had a view of the hallway that leads to our bedrooms and the bathroom. My husband walked into the uh, galleyway-style kitchen. Uh, galleyway-style kitchen, sorry. I got a notification and got distracted. <laughs> um, for a drink with our little girl following, follow, with our little girl following behind him in her walker. At, the, at that very moment, they disappeared behind the kitchen wall. From the corner of my eye, I saw what I interpreted to be our 10-month-old go from one of the bedrooms in the hall, into the hallway bathroom. All I saw was the back of the head of whatever it was. I was confused for a second, so I asked my husband if our daughter was with him. Just to be sure, our daughter was with him in the kitchen because we tried to keep her away from the hallway area just to be safe. He replied, yeah, why? I got so creeped out because whatever I had seen was about her height and walking without a walker. All I saw was the back of the head of a short person entering the bathroom. I told my husband right away, so he checked it out for me, but there wasn't anyone in the house with us. 
After some more experiences, I started to smudge the house on a regular basis. We ended up splitting up for a while and I moved back home in the summer of 2014. My husband had more intense and scary experiences while he was there living alone during our separation, but I'll save those stories for another time. Thanks for reading about my experience. I'll post more of what I've seen if there is any interest. Ooh. Ah, like it's so weird when you think it's your child and then it all makes sense that it's not. And it's just walking around your house. The scarier than the small child is the thing that looks like the small child not being there once you look for it. It's like, where did it go? It's, imagine you look up and it's on the ceiling in the corner, like. <laughs> that is horrifying. Crawling and being in the corner on the ceiling when you look up. Oh, God. I would just yeah, like, kill me now. It's a no for me. Ta- take me out of my misery, spirit. Okay. Why did a chunk of my hair just come out? All right. That wasn't good. All right. <laughs> my next story <laughs> is titled a nun in echo park so this story happened to my aunt i remember her tell this to me when i was a little kid but it came out in a random conversation again yesterday and her story was word for word the same as it was years before so my mom and her siblings including my aunt grew up in echo park area of los angeles in the 70s my aunt was in elementary school during that time and being in the 70s she was free to roam around the neighborhood all day with her friends there was a catholic hospital three blocks from her house and she said one day her friend and her were playing around the hospital when they saw a nun outside, the nun would give them a blessing and a candy every day for a week. And then after a week, they went and she wasn't there. So they knocked to ask where she was. And the other nun said, sister so-and-so died 10 years ago. What kind of game is this? She still remembers oh, this God. story 40 plus years later. The building is no longer a hospital, but a Christian center. And I looked at the map. And if you went three blocks from her house, you'd hit what would have been the rectory of the hospital. According to Google, it also belonged to the order of Franciscan nuns. That's a nice nun, though, you know? It's not like the creepy nun from, like, the scary movies you see nowadays. It's just trying to give you candy. I've never heard of a nice nun. My dad my dad went to Catholic school. He hates nuns. Oh, because they, like, they probably used to beat him with, like, rulers and stuff, right? Yeah, they did. They literally did. They were so nasty. So whenever he sees nuns... My dad doesn't scare easily, but he's scared of nuns. They had to, like, take out their all their pent-up sexual aggression on your dad. <laughs> like, fuck you! S- start writing with your right hand! <laughs> yeah, Mike went to um, Catholic school when he was, like, younger, younger, because he, like, lived in, like, a bad neighborhood. And mm-hmm. um, he was lefty for the long... Like, or he was le- he was born lefty, but because he went to Catholic school, and I guess, like, being a lefty is, like, the sign of the devil, or it's, like, against God's word, or whatever the heck it is. Um, the nuns u- literally used to, like, slap his hand until, like, it would hurt, so that he had to write with his right hand. That's so fucked up. How is that okay? Right? Right? And it's not like Mike's that old. Like, I'm, I'm assuming it probably still happens in some Catholic schools that are, like, crazy like that, you know? And wow. yeah, and I was and I was like, because one day I saw his handwriting's like absolute trash, and I was like, why do you suck at handwriting? Like you've been writing for twenty mm-hmm. something years. And he told me the story. He's like, well, I'm actually lefty, but I was forced to learn how to write righty because I because like the nuns made because me. Of I, was the like, nuns. I was like, all right, I feel like a douchebag. Sorry, continue to write on. It's fine. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Oh my god. Uh, what's your next story, Lil? This one is called Odd Coincidences. All right. 
I'm pretty sure I'm not alone in my apartment. Strange stuff has happened from the beginning since the lock, but since... Blah, 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 blah. Okay, let's try again, Lily. I'm pretty sure I'm not alone in my apartment. Strange stuff has happened from the beginning, but since the lockdown, it has worsened. Tonight, I had to leave my apartment and sleep at my mom's house. This morning, I was woken up at 5 a.m. by odd noises, like a marble bouncing on the floor next to my bed. One was actually on the floor there. And two knocks, followed by the sounds of three steps on my couch, which is next to my bed. I live in a studio apartment. I thought it was my cat, but two minutes later, my cat came back in from outside. After some time, the same noises occurred, but without the steps. Before that, I was dreaming that I was at my mom's house at night. I was alone, and I don't know why, but I, could but I couldn't close the door, even though I was afraid someone could get inside. When my family... When my family came back, I, told, I took my sister with me, and we checked every room to see if someone was hiding inside. I was so sure someone was in there, and the feeling was so strong. The paranormal has always been a source of fascination for me. Actually, since I experienced something inexplicable when I was seven to eight years old, but I wasn't convinced that all those things were real. So this time, I wanted to understand what was happening, and now I still understand nothing. And the thing is that makes me the most uncomfortable is that I thought a few times that if someday I would like to communicate, I would do it at 5 a.m. because the morning comes quickly. 5 a.m. What am I supposed to think and to do? Is this all a coincidence or something unexplainable? This is the only thing, this is the only thing I'm sure of is that something is not right here. Follow yeah. your intuition. Follow your intuition. If you don't think something's right, there has to be something off. I'm telling you. Throw the whole apartment away, as Rebecca would say. Yeah, just throw it the fuck away. It's fine. Hopefully <laughs> you have renter's insurance. It's fine. Just don't leave any fingerprints. You know, make sure you just wipe everything down. No evidence. Make sure you have an alibi as to why, like, where you were when your apartment blew up and caught on fire. Okay? We'll be fine. Just say you were listening to just ghouly things. Not this episode telling you to burn the place down, but another one. And say you were listening in your car the whole time. It's the perfect alibi. You're welcome. Beautiful. Perfect. Genius. <laughs> All right. My next story is titled... Asked long-gone family members for afterlife proof and then smelled flowers. This happened one night last week. I had enough about the whole corona situation going on and just broke down. I had the dread of losing some of my close family members to the virus and not being able to have them in future events or giving them the things they deserve for all the efforts and love they've put in me. I'm not an overly religious person, but with this whole global pressure, I started to pray. Here, Virgin Mary is a very common religious figure to speak to, so I started to ask for guidance and help during these difficult times. And then I had the urge to speak to more personal beings of light. I had to see that there's more than meets the physical eye, to know that even if we go, there's still more to our story. For reassurement, and to know that even if things go wrong, there's still an opportunity to meet again with those that leave. I've not had any real near-death death experiences, uh, but I've had memories of an uncle that left us more than a decade ago, whom I actually loved a lot. And then there's also my two great my two great grandmothers. So I started to talk to them directly, ask them for guidance as well, and told them I'd like to have proof that they're still around here, since I can't stand the idea of complete non-existence. I purged all my feelings during this time as some sort of catharsis, and felt better just a few moments moments later. 
I continued to work on my laptop as I always do, but then I started to smell something pleasant. It was like a flowery smell. I didn't even notice when it appeared. I was pretty calm during all this, but after a few minutes, the realization of the new scent hit me. I immediately stood up and searched everywhere for the source. No aromatizer, no flowers, nothing. It was a smell that never happened before nor after this. It continued for some minutes, then it stopped. What really surprised me, though, is that after an hour or so, my mother came just before I went to sleep, and while I was searching the possible source of the smell again before calling it a day, she caught me and just asked if she smelled flowers. Oddly enough, she immediately told me she did. I wasn't smelling it any longer, but there she was, telling me she was perceiving it. She brushed it off as she was very tired, and then we both went to our respective rooms. Haven't talked to her about it again, but might as well do so. Now, in my room, I started crying yet again. I wasn't actually the only one perceiving that, and just figured it really was one of my relatives or even Mary. I thanked them and went to sleep, now with an assured heart. Can't really get rid of any other plausible possibilities, obviously, but the timing was perfect. I needed someone to tell me that they are here and haven't left, and they, in fact, did. I have hair in my mouth. But that's so sweet. <laughs> that's really sweet. And I love that it's the scent of flowers and not like, you know how like some, what was it? What was the story that we had where it smelled like old rotten meat in the house? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, that proves that it's something loving and not something evil. Definitely like a spirit guide or a guardian angel sort yeah. of sense. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. All right. Uh, I know. I love those type of stories. Okay. All right, this one is a little longer. Okay. It's called My First Scary Experience. I have had many paranormal experiences in my life. Most of them I, I had I it, most of them I had in a house I lived in for about 6 years. This 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 instance takes place when I was probably 19, so about 8 years ago. First, a very quick background to set the stage and then I will get on with the story. The house that I lived in was built in the very late 1800s and was supposedly built on some sort of burial ground. I never had this claim actually proven, but with the things I experienced, I'm leaning towards believing it. I lived with five other people in this house, and they all have had their own scary stories to tell, but let's get on with mine. If you've ever experienced the paranormal or have been around active locations, you will know what I'm talking about when I say there is a certain feeling you get when a spirit or entity is close. It's hard to explain, but what, can, but what I can say is that it's like it's, what I can say is, is that it's like your flight or fight or flight kicks in for no reason. The hair on the back of your neck stands up or you get a tingle down your spine. This type of thing happened a lot while living at this house. Usually whatever it was didn't scare me. It was almost like we were cohabitating a place in a way, um, in a way uh, that it became normal after a while until this one time. Sorry, this guy uses a lot of commas for, like, no reason. <laughs> I swear to God. Okay. I was asked by one of the other pe people in the house to retrieve something from upstairs, a purse, I think. The woman had mobility problems, so I or anyone else in the house tried to help her whenever possible. I went to go to the second floor, and it was like I hit a wall or something. Not a physical wall, but an invisible one. All of a sudden, about halfway up, the stairs' energy changed. I continued, I continued up as this wasn't a rare thing to feel, but I also noticed it was different. It was menacing. It took me a few minutes to find the purse, and the whole time I felt this heaviness in my chest and a knot in my stomach. 
As I grabbed the purse, the energy spiked and it was like I could feel something right behind me. It was like I stood, it was like if I looked over my shoulder, I would see someone directly behind me. It felt so close that if it was a person, I would be able to feel their breath on my skin. As I turned to make my way back towards the stairs, I got this overwhelming feeling that whatever this thing was did not want me up there any longer. If I didn't hurry up, it was going to force me to leave. Now this urge, now this usually is where I lose people or get eye rolls, but stick with me. I promise this is true. I was exiting the room where I had just gotten the purse and had just stepped on the top landing of the stairs and an image flashed in my head. I see an old Native American man with a very wrinkled face and a traditional feather headdress. He was scowling and obviously angry. I knew in that moment he was the one making me feel unwelcome. I needed to get back downstairs fast or he was going to push me down. I was in full flight mode at that point. I sprint down the stairs, almost tripping over my own feet in the process. My heart was pounding and my adrenaline was pumping through my veins. I was terrified as one. I had never felt fear like this before in my life. And two, nothing in this house had ever made me feel threatened or in danger. I run back into the kitchen and everyone at the table turns to me. My expression must have conveyed that something bad happened because everyone frowned and one person asked what was wrong. I tell them what had just happened and they all believed me. It was just an accepted thing that this house had spirits so it wasn't like I was talking crazy at least not in our friend group that is the woman that I had gotten the purse for who was also like the mother figure in the house seemed to know what I was talking about she told me later that she wasn't surprised I had experienced something like that as she has had similar encounters the next day she gave me instructions on how to salt the perimeter of the house and told me a small prayer to say as I was doing it does this actually work I don't know Regardless, it gave me some peace of mind, and it also never, I also had never had another run-in with any malicious spirits. All in all, I will always be thankful for the time I spent at that house, even with and sometimes because of the occasional scary experience. The friends I made and the memories I have were worth it. Thanks for reading. Hmm. It's interesting how our bodies can react to spirits. Like, how you may not mm-hmm. see something right away, but your intuition, your body is in, like, a fight-or-flight mode, and you start getting the chills. Yeah. You start getting, you know, goosebumps on your body. You, you start to realize, like, all right, something's watching me. What's my next step? How do I escape this? How do I survive? And I think that that's so fascinating how the human body reacts that way. Yeah. What I do think you think so, too. The knots in your stomach, the hair on the back mm-hmm. of your neck, standing up, all that stuff for something that physically you can't even see yeah is just fascinating what like what do you think this do you think that this was something connected to the person or where they were living or what like what do you think i think it was where they were living i think it was where the person was living for sure that was um maybe not haunted but had energy there def i agree definitely okay so my next story you know what we'll do this one is titled We keep hearing each other's voices calling, but the owner of the voice is never at home. About a month ago, I was having dinner with some friends from uni when mom texted me asking if I was at home. I raised an eyebrow and simply said, no mom, already at uni. To which she replied, oh, I just heard you call me from your room, haha. Then, a few days ago, my sister called me while I was out for groceries with my mom. Her voice is a bit too frantic for my taste. She asked where we were, if we're close to home, or if we'll be there soon. When I asked why she was so nervous, she tells me that, quote, 
I just heard mom's voice calling me from her room, then heard you say my name right behind me, end quote. Just yesterday, I was cleaning my room and heard dad call me, but he had left for work about an hour prior to that, and since my room is so close to the front door, I definitely wouldn't—I definitely would have heard if he had came back. This isn't scary for me, just a bit disturbing. I was wondering if anyone else had similar experiences or had an explanation for all of this. Ooh, there's something there. Doppelganger. Something, like... Yes. Definitely some doppelganger activity for sure. I've never heard so much about doppelgangers until we started doing this show. Right? And it's interesting to me, though, that it's not just, like, one person that has a doppelganger. It seems like the whole family. Yeah. Right? Although maybe there's just one shapeshifter or something. That's true. Yeah, you're right. Then, or, a, or a mimic spirit. But what does it want? Why does it keep... Why does it keep mimicking all these people's voices? Like, I feel like there's some sort of evil intention behind it because it's doing it so much to all, like, all the family it members. It doesn't feel quite right. Yeah. Hashtag doppelganger probs. <laughs> Probably bored. If I was a doppelganger, I'd be bored too because, like, you can't go out in public because you get caught. And now with the and quarantine. And I feel like being a doppelganger and... is like a secret side hustle. Facts. And now the now with the quarantine, they have to still stay six feet apart, and it's just a whole process. So. <laughs> All right, Lily, what's your last story for today? My last story is called Large Glowing Orange Orb. Okay. Hi, guys and gals. This is my first post on this subreddit. I just wanted to share this encounter with you and get any feedback or theories. It was a typical school run, taking with... Uh, taking my boys to their school near Clay Cross in Chesterfield. We had to get to the bus, get off at the swimming baths, and walk for about 12 minutes through the park, a small wooded area, to get to the school. Anyways, I was chatting to my boys. They were about four and seven at the time. When all of a sudden, I noticed this huge orange pulsating orb in front of us blocking our path. It was hovering above the ground at about my eye level. I'm five foot seven. And it looked as if there were gases inside of it, swirling or moving and exploding. It stayed there for about two minutes. My boys were asking what it was, and I didn't have an explanation. <laughs> I just wanted to state I wasn't drunk on drugs or high <laughs> or anything else. My boys saw it, too, and my eldest still remembers it. I hid, I, I hid the boys behind me just in case. I don't know what the hell it was, but after a few minutes, it went up over the treetop slowly as if searching for something. The end. That is so weird. What was it searching yeah. for? Like, and this is the example of, like, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a ghost. It's just energy in this world. Mm-hmm. But it's like, what, what is that energy yeah. for? What's the point of that energy? Why is it there? Why is it orange? Right? Why orange? I mean, orange is, like, the best color ever, so, like, understandable. <laughs> but still, if I was an orb, I'd totally be orange. But, you know, and why in the middle of, like, a, you know, why why in the middle of a park? Yeah. You know, it just it's just a lot of questions. It, it, it begs a lot of questions. Yeah, the story definitely leaves more questions than answers, so that's something to think about. Yeah. All right, what's your last story? Okay. So, my last story is titled Really Fucking Weird. It's called, I saw a man with the head of a cat in my room at my grandparents' house. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. So I should start by mentioning that my grandparents have three guest bedrooms, and usually one goes to my uncle and his family, and the second one goes to my dad, mom, sister, while I get the third one to myself since I'm the oldest grandchild, a.k.a. the favorite one. <laughs> my grand I just added that in. <laughs> he didn't say that he was a favorite, but I'm assuming he is. Okay. My grandparents live in a border town in Coahuila, Mexico, and have lived there for almost 40 years. It was late July 2019, and it was the first night in our trip, and I went to my room. I kept waking up throughout the night, but one time I woke up and saw a figure standing by the side looking to my left. I fell asleep with my contacts, but they were not properly in place, so I couldn't recognize the figure for a while until my contacts slowly went back into place. I initially thought it was my grandmother, and I began to sit up, and I slowly realized that the head was the head of an animal that was morphing into another animal head. I remember seeing a deer and then a chameleon head until I sat up fully and it turned to face me and started and stopped morphing and it was the head of a tiger. I lied back down and thought it was sleep paralysis. I've never had experienced sleep paralysis before and I thought I imagined sitting up. I moved my arm just to be sure and I saw the tiger headed man start to move closer to me leaning over the bed. I began to sit up towards it and then it disappeared. I didn't feel happy, sad or scared. When I saw it I just felt what I describe as numb. I went to sleep and didn't wake up the rest of the night. In the morning, I woke up and told my father what I saw and the look on his face said he knew what I was, talk what I was talking about. He later told me he would see them and he would try to follow them, but he couldn't because they would go through the front gate that led to the street and it could only be opened with a key that he did not have. I don't know what this is or what it wants, but apparently my uncle also saw them, but he refuses to talk about it. I'm hoping that someone could answer what this is or if no, anyone knows any folktale stories that anyone has heard of like this happening because I have been looking for about nine months now and my dad has been looking for over 35 years but with no avail. If it helps, my family is from mainly North Mexico, specifically Coahuila and the Zacatecas and we have roots in Acuna, Saltillo and Sabinas and this event happened in Acuna. And then edit. I told my roommate this, and she is Hopi Native American, and they live near the Anavajo. And she said that it sounds like how her people describe seeing angels, just to throw that out there. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so, I mean, could this possibly be an angel? I mean, like he said, he just felt numb. Like, he felt indifferent to it. He didn't feel scared. He didn't feel happy. So, and he's not the only one that experienced it. It was his uncle and his dad experienced this as well, which I thought was crazy. Yeah, that always kind of gives you a little more, when someone else has experienced what you've experienced, it gives you a little more, like, leverage, not not even just towards other people, but, like, towards yourself. Like, okay, I'm not crazy. I wasn't dreaming. And if I was dreaming, we all had the same dream, which is still really weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so it's interesting. So, how he put the edit in that the roommate said that, they're Hopi Native American and that that usually symbolizes an angel. Someone here mm -hmm. commented on the story and said, these are demons, not just regular demons though, but some of the fallen angels, original ones out of the third that decided to side with Lucifer. The third of the stars that from, from heaven when they lost in trying to overthrow God's kingdom, read book of revelation and the beasts are described as animal men that are just a mockery of living things God has made thrown into a big shit show to mock on what the Lord has made. The fact that it kept changing means that it wasn't just a regular demon, but a low level of fallen angel. Fallen angels can't even take form. They can only try to 
if and if it kept changing appearance and have something like that come find you guys they tear apart everything away from you and do possessions so well that they can to they do possessions so well they just get called mental or nervous breakdowns or psychosis and hardly give any hints of anything demonic just shattered lives and broken souls broken hearts and broken people with only the strongest of vices and sorrow left in their path so um wow so that is not an angel disregard that yeah (laughs) i don't know (laughs) that's a weird i did just two complete opposites it's either an angel or a demon i don't know i like to look at the positive side of things and if it's not hurting them or doing anything to them or or they're not noticing any odd things start to happen in their life once seeing this. I mean, the dad was experiencing this for 35 years. So, and nothing seems to be significantly bad with his life. So, I'm going to I'm going to err more on like the positive angel guardian spirit guide sort of thing. Okay. What about you? Are, are you are you I, speaking I'd be the more demon? Cautious. Okay. So, I'm the angel, you're the demon. <laughs> All right. So that concludes this episode of Just Ghouly Things, the Quarantine Spooky Story Special, episode 45. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, and Lily, do you have anything to add before we start going on with the socials? Um, be careful of orange orbs. Yes. Be careful, because it may be Lily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I, if I pass away and you see an orange orb, it's me. This is the orange orb. Oh, is that an Easter egg? No, it's an EOS lip balm. But, oh. but I'm actually, I was going to tell you this before. I'm so proud. I'm almost done with my lip balm. Look at you. Yeah, I haven't lost this, but I also just keep it on this desk and I put it on every time we record, like right before we record. And yeah, it's almost done. And I'm determined to finish this to the last spread. Nice. I'm going to do it. I've done it once before with a lip balm. I'm going to do it again with an EOS. Sponsor us. All right. <laughs> Let's go with the social media before we go dragging along. All right. Follow us on Instagram at Just Goalie Things Podcast. Our personal Instagrams at Rebecca Ruber and at Lily Baldessari. Twitter. JGT Podcast. Facebook like page. Just Goalie Things Podcast. Facebook private group. Just Goalie Things Podcast group. Donate to our Patreon. Just Bully Things Podcast. And if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience that they'd like to share in our show, feel free to email us at JustBullyThingsPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, Boo Things, and we will talk to Boo tomorrow. Goodbye. Goodbye.